Good morning, all. Welcome back to part two of our scaling up session with Nick Fagan, the managing director of Next Practice. Just a quick reminder for everybody uh, it's really great for us to be obviously here with you guys live on LinkedIn. Sharing these tools today is the day for you to not 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 pull out because we've got some great content for you. These are the tools to use. We're going to be going through those today, the tools to use to help your organization grow. If your organization isn't getting the quantity of customers that you need to get, if it's, you know, if you know that you could do more with customer service, if you know you could do more with profitability and helping efficiency, you know, if you're wasting, if you feel that money gets wasted, um, do more getting organized and helping your people, uh, do more, you know, making an impact and ultimately leaving a legacy as an organization and your contribution to that. This is for everybody. If you are in an organization that's hoping to grow, if you're in an organization that's hoping to do more, then stay tuned because in, this is part two. So if you go back and have a look at the Best Practice TV YouTube channel, you can click on that above, go to where you can see Best Practice TV, click on that. You'll see the video before this, which is part one. We talked about the introductions to the Scaling Up program. So while our team, this is Scaling Up by Vern Harnish, if you haven't seen it or read it, there it is right there. One of our favorite books here at Best Practice. Uh, that we use in terms of tools to help your organization get more organized. Now, if you are somebody who follows best practice because of your quality system, ISO 9001 kinds of things, um, you know, management system type stuff, these are great tools to be using to help you uh, with your organization, give you the benefit of growing the organization and also complying with things like ISO 9001 at the same time. So how are we going there? Are we good to, uh, we're all good. So we are live now on LinkedIn. Thanks to you, everybody who's starting to join us live on LinkedIn and obviously live on YouTube as we take on part two of our scaling up series here at Best Practice TV with the famous, ever famous, infamous Nick Fagan. So are you guys ready to uh, bring Nick Fagan on board? So we've got some interns in the studio helping us this morning, getting some experience and they're under the, under the spotlight. So uh, have we got him on board? Yes, we do. Welcome Nick Fagan. Uh, good to see good you morning. for part two. Thank How you. you good, good. Excellent. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I, I put a collared shirt on today, and you've got the black t-shirt. So oh, I, I live in this thing. It's so comfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was accused by the team this morning of wearing my black shirt every day. So I do have five. But yes, um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're very comfortable. No, thanks for having me back, Kobe. It was a great session yesterday. Um, it was good feedback. Um, we spoke with some potential clients yesterday and shared some of the things we spoke about. Uh, we we're in a collective call yesterday, which is great. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, on reflection, it's lovely to be able to be presenting this information. And, and I think it's a great introduction you gave there. You know, we're all about coaching SMEs, particularly around being great places to work, uh, great places to buy from, and great places to invest in. And I think the alignment piece is critical to that assurance. Yeah. And I think you touched on it. Nice segue with the ISO as well to drive that improvement for those outcomes yeah it is you know it's that constant challenge that you know you you deal with that you know people come to work and they feel like it's constant chaos that that maybe they're not um you know they're not working in an organization that could be as organized um you know they're an organization that um you know that, that struggles with that reactivity and i and i guess the problem that we we hope to help people solve is to 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 in in making a place fun to work at is a they they people are confident they can do the work they love doing, which is with the current organisation or move to another one. Um, so you, if you're thinking about actually, I'm not enjoying the company I'm working for. How can we help you move somewhere else? 
while we're helping the organization grow and attract good people. So there's that constant, you know, changing of players on the team, if you like. And it's no different to high performance sports team. Um, you know, they, they, they do stick together for, for a certain period of time, but there is always a, that percentage turnover as the team grows and matures over time. Uh, so I think, you know, solving that problem, um, you know, for business owners, business leaders, managers, executives, you know, that constant challenge of trying to make the business profitable, um, you know, grow revenue, uh, get organized, you know, you know, lock things in and get, get that sort of execution piece happening with a high level of sort of um, organization so you can move on to the next project instead of firefighting the whole time. So, you know, if you, if you feel like you're somebody who's firefighting all the whole time, then that's one of the problems we're hoping to help you solve. And that ultimate goal, making those organizations fun places to work, great customer experiences, so they're great to buy from, and obviously uh, good returns for investors. Whether it's a small business that's owned by someone, you know, like you and I own Next Practice together, um, you know, that, that's a great, great from a shareholder's perspective, but we also own operators, if that mm. makes sense. So, um, yeah, so welcome everybody who's watching from around the world. We had uh, lots of people from all over the place. So uh, anyone who is watching, let us know where you're watching from. Even if you are part of the Best Practice crew, I know some of the guys who are working all over Australia are uh, part of the crew. So, um Welcome again, Barbara. This is going to be a good one for you. Um, uh, come back to it. I, I appreciate you can only pop in for a minute. We'll probably be about 45, 50 minutes on this video. So, um, Barbara, anytime, please uh, ask me questions. So, when you jump on, um, please uh, please go right ahead. So, yeah, come back to the recording when you get a chance. Uh, yesterday's session, a really great session. It's already up on the Kobe Summit Audio Experience podcast. You can get that podcast from any of your favorite platforms. I think we're streaming some pretty good audio today. So again, we'll strip out the audio and drop that on our podcast either later later this afternoon as we finish the business day here in Sydney, Australia, or we will drop it on the podcast. So look out for it. You'll get it. Turn on your notifications for the Kobe Simmons Audio Experience and you'll get those uh, podcasts as they drop. Okay, Nick, um, what amazing things have you got for us today? Well, where do I start? No, look, we, we, we've brought our toolkit along, mate, and I think that it's really important that from yesterday, we capitalize on a couple of things. And you said yesterday, and you've mentioned it in a couple of your posts recently about those finishing lines and fun. The fact is, we need to understand where the finishing line is, and we need to plan for that. And I've got to say, from the fun perspective, it's really important to emphasize that in the engagement day to day activities and at work. And um, one of the key clients we work with who has adopted us as a coach, which we're grateful for, but also the Align software program, the MD sent me a message, you're about to walk into the next quarterly meeting with them as that cycle of accountability. We meet with, meet every quarter to talk about the issues and we talk about the opportunities and then we plan accordingly. He said to me recently that they've never been so aligned and there's less noise around the office. And what that means to him is that people are doing the right people are doing the right things. And that's a real, that's a critical part. And what we find in this case, and you touched on it, mate, and, and maybe you can express your views on this too, is that when those people have a sense of purpose and they do have their tasks uh, in line with the values of the organisation and the direction of the organisation, that is fun. It is. It is it, honestly like right now in our organisation, even given this pandemic, Look, I think globally everybody had a bit of anxiety back in, you know, January, February, March, April. But we're feeling really organising. We're feeling really productive. Everyone knows what they're working on. But more importantly, they want to work on the things they have to work on. 
And that's yeah. half of this process. That's been my biggest battle is are people working on the things they want to work on? And then, yes, okay, we've all got to do some stuff we don't like, but if we can work on those things we want to work on, then yes, absolutely, the office is fun. And we're having a great time. Right now, I am doing exactly what I love doing, which is talking to you, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> we're talking to our audience and, you know, we're sharing those great things that we do. So yeah. um, those people that have just joined us, let us know where you're watching from. Um, I see a couple of people there joined us from Newcastle in Australia and uh, and also down there in Adelaide. Um, I love hearing, we got a few, Austra obviously a bunch of Australians on today. Um, and I think Barbara, I think you're over in the, the US from memory. So um, people from all over the world watching today. So um, the book we are talking about today is Scaling Up uh, by Vern Harnish. Uh, you can, I buy all my books on eBay for those of you that regularly follow us. I think it's about $30, $35. It's an excellent book. What Nick's going to be taking you through is some of the tools that are in the back. Let me just find a couple of pages for you. There's lots of these templates. You can get all this stuff here um, in this book going to actually be taking us through some of the software which i'm really excited by that that automates it and puts it all online so you don't have a paper-based system yeah, yeah awesome that, thanks mate that's that's excellent introduction um over to you nick thank, thank you um luke could we bring up those slides i'll just do a, a quick recap if we could kobe because folks might have not seen yesterday what we were talking about just a quick a quick view if we could of some of the uh key uh decisions to be made within a business and thanks, Luke. That's great. Uh, just if we can go back one slide yeah, there, one um, Luke. Kobe, could you talk to us particularly? I mean, you are a fan, as I am, of Brendan Bichard. We, we use his high-performance planners on a daily basis, which are wonderful uh, in setting you up for a positive mindset for the day. Um, but, yeah, talk, could you talk us through this in a little bit, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, look, I, th I think, um, you know, some people may or may not know about my um, kayak paddling career um, you know, as part of the journey of starting this business. And, you know, one of the world's top athletes in, uh, in kayak paddling, you know, he said something to me, uh, you know, back when I was about 25, 26 years old, and we we're talking about training. And, you know, we're sitting around having a coffee after a morning training session. He's, he's about 10 years older than me. Um, lovely guy, <clears throat> Dave Kassane, his name is. And, and we're talking about training. He says, look, you've just got to do it without thinking. And so this statement here by Brendan Bouchard is really interesting. Actually, someone's just picked up my uh, my award for when I when I won a national series. Uh, there it is on, on the cover of uh, Men's Health magazine. Um, so um, um, you know that, that's for, that's for another day. But 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 from what I've realised, and then it's you know it's really succinctly put here by Brendan Bouchard is that when you study high performance, real high performance, sports people, artists. Um, musicians, um, um, you know, premiers, presidents, when you study high performance, you'll see that they have systems built into their days that drive their success. It's systems and routine um, and constantly tweaking and improving that routine, but it's systems and routine that set you free. The randomness and the chaos, both in organizations and in your day and in your life, create chaos and it creates reactivity and it creates, you know, the opposite to freedom. It, cre it creates constraints on you. So, um, you know, Brendan Bouchard is right here. He's got his great book uh, that he wrote and released a couple of years back called High Performance Habits. Um, it's an absolutely excellent book and I highly recommend it, but it's that routine that's going to set you free. And that's what we're talking about here in organizations. We talk about a lot of best practice with management systems, with ISO systems. If you're thinking about ISO 9001 accreditation or any of that kind of stuff, if you come to our YouTube channel, 
for that kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about. What we're talking about here is actually, yes, it's great to have that management system, but let's get the people on board. Let's get the organization operating. Let's get those outcomes that you're looking for. So when you study high performance, you'll see that they have systems built in their, into their days that drive success. Me, my system, up, up at five, you know, anywhere from 4.30 to 5.30 a.m. I'm out of bed, depending on what time I went to bed the night before. You know, from work perspective, this morning I was up at five. I was out the door at 5.30, five-kilometer walk. It's done. It's thinking time. No phone, no podcast, no earphones, nothing, no technology. I just have my GPS on my, um, on my wrist, my Garmin that tracks my heart rate and my distance and my pace, and I focus on walking and thinking. And that's my, you know, that's, that is one of the secrets to my success. And my success in paddling came from training routine, set program, set the program, follow the program, do the work, and then keep tweaking performance to get the results. Awesome, mate. That's terrific. Because as we know, as sportsmen, I did the same when I was running marathons, is that if I do the work, I follow the system and the training program, I enjoy the event, the event so much more because I'm capable, I'm ready, I'm fit. Yeah, and you deliver the result. You know, you deliver the result. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and the reward that intrinsically that, that feels in achieving having done the work is so much more than any quick fix we can find. And today we're not talking about quick fixes. These things take time. Now, how long have you been in business for, Kobe, and how much have you learned? And this is the thing. Um, yeah, how do absolutely. We, yeah, does that make sense? It's not, yeah, a, it's not a quick journey. And, and that's the point I'd like to make. So, look, thank you for that. And I think that the, what we're talking about here in the, in the uh, Rockefeller habits we talk about, the habits, and there's 10 of them, they form the basis of this routine in scaling up, okay, just as a, as a measure. And we'll talk about that in a little while. Thank you, Kobe. And, Luke, can we just jump to the next slide? Thank you. Um, the backbone of this particular book, as Kobe was demonstrating, uh, scaling up, there's four areas, and it's an S-curve that, that has us looking at the scaling up piece. There's people, attracting and keeping the right people. There's strategy, which is creating a, a truly differentiated strategy. Yesterday I mentioned uh, the term, you know, there's riches in niches or riches in niches, as the Americans would say, but what is that strategy? Where, where is that rich vein of gold that we need to find? The execution piece is around what we talk about, Kobe, is the cycle of accountability, and that's driving flawless execution, and that's that's um, repeatability. That's what we're looking for, the repeatability in discipline. And the last part of that is the lever of cash, where uh, we've learned over the last six to eight months, those who have or had prepared for a cash reserve to weather the storm are going to do better coming out of it. So they're the four pillars, if you like. I just wanted to recap on, not to go into too much detail at the moment, but um, I want to make this available on our Best Practice Biz website, uh, Kobe, as a guide. So this will be all included. Thanks, Luke. Um, the scaling up journey, and I think what we just spoke about, this is not something which is generally a short-term initiative. Uh, we've been in business, Kobe, now for well, together for the last near on 10 years, um, but we've worked together over 20 to 25 years in mm -hmm. trying to perfect a craft. But I think, you know, would, as a business owner and given your journey, would you be able then just to talk through what this means to you in terms of the journey of climbing Everest in, in yeah. your context? Can you add a little bit of context around this? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, if I think about, you know, if I think about the last 20 years and I've, you know, you know, I've been working together and, you know, separate businesses and then, then together in, um, in, in this group, uh, organization, you know, until, you know, it was initially one organization that split off into a number of organizations and, and it became a group is that, um, it's definitely been this journey of, you know, you start up by yourself and you were working separately, you know, you had a business partner and then, you know, you, you sort of go through, you know, you're trying to get into a bit of a routine, you get into a routine, you make some progress and then you sort of, then, you know, you drop down a hill or you hit a glass ceiling and, and, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the change, the big changes that occurred in over in your business with your business partner. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, then you go through, then, you know, you join up and you maybe join a team and you can go a bit faster and a bit more efficiently. And then that team has a hiccup and you have, you know, a bit of a decline and that's the ups and downs there that you can see on this graph. You know, you've got different points and you, maybe you get a plateau where you can stop and, you know, if those little things are tense, I assume they're diagram you know you you can't be wrong away um you know you can stop it you you can get to a place where you can rest and relax and you hit that plateau and everything sort of you know it's good and then you know then it can you know then it can get steep or it can you know you can you can go up and it gets steep and really hard to get to that next level so you know as you go into those levels there's ups and downs along the way and i was only talking to someone this morning about you know the ups and downs of one project's going really well and then, you know, that I drop the ball on another project and, you know, that's been this journey, this constant journey over 16 years. And, and if I had had the tools that, that I see now and, and probably I think the biggest mistake I've made that I want to encourage people to is uh, like I, I've always said I listened to advice, but I don't think I did. You know, I heard the advice. I didn't listen and I didn't digest and I didn't deploy any empathy towards the person giving me that advice. And I think that's the biggest mistake because I was like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. But I didn't actually, you know, training as an example, I didn't value training. I said I valued training, but I didn't value it so much that I invested. And and now what I do is I invest a huge amount of effort in training and developing people. And I find that the closer those relationships are with people, and, you know, we're talking about people first and getting the right people doing the right work in the right seats, the closer you get to people, you know, if you, if you stay really close to people and you, and you have super, one, super high touch, super one-on-one um, with people, and, and obviously this process in Scaling Up explains how to do that a bit more formally, that people will leave. You know, it's it's not if you if you don't have a connection to people, then you'll be frustrated because they stay. But if you get closer and they're not the right people, they'll leave because you'll build a friendship and they'll be, hey, you know, you, you know, you can go and work on those things because you're more you're more inclined to be doing that or you're better suited for those other pieces of work. And then new people come along, and and it's a lot easier. And I think that's probably the biggest mistake in terms of the people part, which is where we're sort of talking about. But definitely, there's highs and lows along the way um you know we'll talk later on the strategy execution and cash but from people perspective there's definitely uh you definitely hit those plateaus and then then the team sometimes needs to be different you know for that big push to the end uh right at the top of that graph there um you know to 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 hit that goal that big hairy audacious goal sometimes you need a different team and if you use mount everest as an example you can use the sherpas to get you to base camp but you got to do the rest yourself you know and you and you need and you need oxygen and and they're not there for that part of the journey so it's a really good example yeah that's terrific mate because you're right those points are like a base camp at each point but what this and the analogy we're using is climbing everest but what we need to build in and what we're talking about is regular points where we do stop and check our oxygen our energy our health and those points allow us to then prepare for the next push and I think that, you know, the one thing that you've been big on and I've appreciated this is that you're never losing sight of that big, hairy, audacious goal. Now, 
what that would mean in terms of time on that scale and maybe 20 years. But thinking about what that looks like does plot the course to the top. And in each of those particular points, we can stop and check our health as individuals, as teams, as you say, and make adjustments accordingly. Because I guess the one thing, Kobe, that we've probably learned in this last six months is that if we forecast three to five years, it's probably more guesswork than anything. Absolutely. Break that down into those quarterly chunks, we're actually paying attention to the things that matter and then adjust accordingly at each at each push through uh, quarter, year, three-year, five-year, and so on. Does that make sense? And I think that that's a great analogy there in terms of getting to the top. But I'd like just to put it into perspective that these, um, again, you, your training analogy, this climbing, it's all around the discipline, the discipline and the practice because, as we discussed yesterday, coming out of what we've dealt with, it's not it's not um, thinking about it that will do it. It's actually talking and acting that will get us out of this, and that's a real key and key to the scaling up, which is very much that group conversation to plot that course to the BHAG. Does that make sense? 100%. So I think that's a great uh, sort of segue for us to then, if you're happy to, walk into the tools that we might be able to discuss today. Yep. Uh, can we have a look at the next slide, please? Look, thank you. So we talked about at the, the slide above around the four decisions to think about. What um, scaling up and the Align program do is place some tools, as you can see, in each of those given areas of people, strategy, execution and cash. So depending on, like we do, Kobe, uh, coming together on a quarterly basis or management teams and leadership teams coming together on a quarterly basis, analysing the, the business, looking at issues and opportunities, well, if we find out we want to work on some issues and some opportunities, there's particular tools that can help us frame up those decision-making to push into that next quarter, if that makes sense. Some of these are uh, foundational, like the strategic plan, the vision summaries, um, the seven strata. They're probably those building blocks or their foundations that sit and are not touched regularly. But things like the, if you look at people there, the functional accountability chart, the process accountability chart, that could be updated quarterly. Using the analogy of the climb, every base camp, we might have to do a bit of a functional accountability chart or assessment to see if the right people are in the right seats doing the right things. And down in the execution part, you can't get away from those Rockefeller habits, which are the things in the backbone that keep us focused. Now, we use the example uh, of Naomi Simpson at Red Balloon. She used that Rockefeller or has used the Rockefeller habits checklist to keep the team focused through this pandemic. And recently, just yesterday, I spoke uh, or listening to Vern Harnish talking about the team at Atlassian. They're using the same system, which is great to know. And over in the bottom corner is the cash, which is, you know, all importantly is how is it that we can shorten the time frame, realistically dealing with those precious customers of ours to have that fair exchange and, and receive that cash quick, more uh, quicker or quicker than what you would normally so, and the power of one, which is a fantastic tool, Kobe, where you can look at your current price list and say, well, you know, what are the incremental changes we can do to pricing? What profit? 
and those other areas of focus that might help us deliver more cash into the business and have that flow happening. So that's just a bit of a summary, if you like. Um, and, and the thing I'd like to do, and, and by all means, um, if you'd like to make comment on any of those, please feel free. Yeah, any look, yeah, it's it's a it's a case of you know I like to talk to people about how I do things and how you know how we of a business has been successful because you know obviously we can talk lots about our clients and and the group's got over a thousand customers that we're working with you know on a day to day week to week basis um, all over the world so you know if you're watching this I know um, hey Chris has just joined us from San Diego in California um, we've got a few people from all over the world that that. Um, you know, if you are, and I see some of you guys are safety specialists or occupational health and safety OHS specialists. Um, you know, I see some of you guys, you know, doing different industries that, you know, this is about like, and, and I just came out of a meeting with someone this morning um, talking about the one page personal plan. You know, what can we do for the team members, particularly in the marketing team, you know, who help us with all this great work. We've got some people sort of coming and going and we want to make sure that people are, you know, the intern program's really well structured. We've got some interns in the studio this morning learning some new skills. Um, but we want to make sure that our, our staff are learning new skills and having really, you know, formalized um, processes there. So the one page personal plan is relevant to every single person that will ever watch this video. What is your one page personal plan? What are your individual goals? Have you got some system and structure behind actually achieving those things? Now, for some people, um, you know, when I talk to, you know, Fiona, my wife, she's like, I just want to be a good mother. I want to, you know, look after the house. I want to come and do some projects at best practice um, and, you know, catch up with my friends. And, and so she's got those kind of goals, whereas I've got the big take over the world goals, if you know, if you know what I mean. So it's, it's, um, or help the world, you know, it's not take over the world, it's help the world. Um, mm. You know, we want to inspire improvement in a hundred million companies. That's a pretty big, hairy, audacious goal for the group here. Um, and so that's on my one page business plan, but it's, then we can talk about functional accountability and we can say well you know if you look at football and i talk soccer when i use that that terminology the goalie is responsible for protecting the goal and if he you know if he goes up to the striker's position to go and try and score some goals well he's accountable he's he said yeah i'm going to do that position i'm going to sit in that seat i'm going to protect that goal and it's about functional accountability for the you know the striker is responsible for trying to strike goals the goal is responsible for protecting the goal so then you can start to look at process so i think it's important for you guys to understand how these things work together what what we're looking at here is some of the succinct things and, and i keep coming back to some of the you know our audience you guys watching on youtube that watch our iso 9001 and the quality assurance stuff and that's how you found us here at best practice what we're trying to do here is give you really functional operational tools that help your organization to be a fun place to work get organized you know all that kind of stuff and it'll give you the pleasant byproduct you can use all these things here to comply with those international standards you know for your certification or for your customer but it also helps your company so, you know, the one-page strategic plan, we've been using that here at Best Practice for over five years. Mm. Um, you know, previous to that, we had a few goes at, at, at one-page documents, but the really the one-page business plan, strategic plan has really been operational. Um, you know, and, and I think various forms of the Rockefeller checklist have its checklist over the years. So that, that's the kind of stuff that brings us to where we are today. You know, so far this year, just just on one little metric, which I think is relevant for everybody, we've done over we've we've done almost thirty thousand social media posts in twenty twenty during this pandemic, um, and that's going to continue into twenty twenty one and and onwards. That's just perpetuity for us how we do social media. Just as an example, and I just want you to understand that we use these tools to achieve that, and that is going to we are going to grow this company. It's not negotiable, you know, and we're not scared of it. We're not scared of our success because we're like, well, 
what are we scared of? We, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday. They've got a personal development. They've got a personal plan to actually achieve some goals. They sent me a text message last night. It's like, oh, it's really scary, you know? And I'm like, well, what are you scared about? Are you scared about making more money? Because he said, oh, I want to make more money. I said, well, what are you scared about? Are you scared about making more money or, or are you scared about not making money? Well, you're moving to something where you're moving yourself to a position where you've got a better opportunity to make more money. Well, why would you make less money? So it's this fear that people make up in their head. So I think for those people that are sort of scared of starting or changing or developing their career or setting goals, that one page personal plan is going to really help you guys. And I'm glad it's at the top of the list. That's just one. I can talk all day about this stuff, as you know, but really helpful for people. Oh, great, Kobe. That's terrific. Um, and as as it is, and, and we're talking about business owners here, I'm really glad you emphasized that one page personal plan because we do, and you have promoted this internally for some time, to have those things actually pegged and understood internally, then bringing that to the table in terms of planning my future with a business is a great way to share. If you're confident and comfortable enough to share, it's a great starting point because then I guess what you can do as a business owner, and correct me if I'm wrong, is understand the motivations of that individual, yeah. look for the right position within a business and and train accordingly and coach accordingly. You know, and that's yeah. and sometimes I guess the point there. And, and something you're very good at and I'd like to think that I am too is that you take that on board and remind people if they're m- moving away from those plans, what's changed, mm-hmm. you know, bring, bring us back on track, you know, and that's as an individual, that's a one-on-one thing. Yeah. So it's not a bad place to start, I've got to say. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. these other tools are very complementary to that because if we use uh, that example of one individual in the business, well, we spoke about yesterday the things that I love to do and the things that I don't. We'll get that up. It will get that out up front, and then the functional accountability chart will place me somewhere doing something which is meaningful, which yeah. contributes to the strategy, of which then I'll execute. And generally, my efforts will bring in some form of revenue because I've got a KPI for that measure as a salesperson, for instance. Does that That's make right. sense? It's a lovely language that you that you put together there, and thank you for that. That's that's awesome. Um, would you like to have a look at a line? Absolutely. I, can... I want to see it. I want to see it. Show me the stuff. Beautiful. Do you like dashboards? Tell me about dashboards. Well, the best practice logo, you know, the original, um, you know, not the biz, not the group logo, but the best practice logo is a graph. Like, you know, I've been saying to people for 20 years in my career, do you have a clear picture of your organization's performance, safety, sustainability, corporate citizenship, profitability, cash, people, performance, you know, happy staff, um, customer satisfaction, staff satisfaction. Do you have a clear picture of your organization's performance? It's um, it's what drives me. It's what excites me every day because if you can start capturing that data, you can start adjusting what you're doing because Beautiful. you can see how you're traveling and you can say, well, how are we going? We're going good. Oh, we Let's push on profitability. Oh, we actually affected culture. You know, we affected culture, staff satisfaction. It's not sustainable up and down. It's, I love it. Show me. Yep, perfect, my friend, because um, that's why we're excited about this software and we've been waiting for some time. And I know this has been around a little bit of this particular program, but, you know, really um, I I was so excited in this last 12 months to be able to find something that has it all in one spot. So bear with me for a second. I'll bring that up and just tell me when you can see that if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Stand by. Someone's just going to, we're just going to get out of this here. That's it. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. As an opening gambit, there you have it. Now, that is my dashboard. Now, I'll just say this. As you can see there, uh, 
here it's a sandbox for me. So it just this is one that is generated. We have what sits behind here is a list of companies that we work with that I have a view as a coach of all their performance, which is nice. wonderful. Just yeah, can I just share with you how powerful that is? Because I do check in on a weekly basis against their particular plans and their number one priority. And I say, how are you going with that? And you might come to me, Kobe, and say, man, we are full steam ahead. And I go, continue, fantastic. You might say, I've hit a couple of barriers. What do those look like? And then talking that through, it's so powerful. But you know what? It's reduced the amount of noise, particularly around those items, but we're focused on those items. Not, not bright and shiny things that might distract me, but here they are. Now, I just wanted to, when we talk about tools, we could spend all day on the dashboard, but I'm quite mindful of time and we talked about the tools here. But I really want to say that this platform brings all the tools we've just spoken about into one section, which sits up here. See this strategy piece? Yes. We'll drop that down. You can see there all... Actually, not all, but most of the tools that we've just touched on sit in here and they're live, okay? So that's at the top banner. Operationally, though, if we come down to the left-hand side here, we've got our day-to-day -day work. Does that make sense? Strategy top line, yeah, strategy top line, actions, daily routines through here. So... You, we can take it anywhere we like, but I'd like to touch on these tools particularly. And, and what I mean and how this relates is that in the one-page one strategic plan, which I'll bring up in a moment, when it's populated, it makes its way in part to the dashboard. So it brings that out of the one-page plan into my dashboard when it's related to my particular um, activities and KPIs. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So we we have a 360 view of accountability against everyone in the organization and the things they are working on. So I just, let's start at the top here. If you mind, I'll just jump in here. And it's just having a bit of a think about it. Now, can you see that? Now this, this is broken down into these uh, six sections now just if you cast your mind back for a moment to that diagram which was the climb to everest yeah and it it broke it down into if you remember quarterly one yep. year three to five and foundation which is in foundation is our bhag so if i just open up our foundation for a moment so just if you just go back to that diagram we are scaling up but we've got to start somewhere the foundation and our planning is where we start. And if we open that and cascade it, now this is all live and you can type directly into these boxes. We start with those core values. Who are we? What is our why here? You can see our purpose and our BHAG. It's already there. So the flag is actually planted in the ground from the outset. We know that 20 year plan. And just remind the audience, Kobe, how many companies is it that we want to um, uh, influence and, and encourage to improve? I'd love to see 100 million companies with this one-page business plan because that's what it is. You know, the, this screen that we're looking at right now is, is the headings of your one-page business plan. And my goal is that if, you know, if we can get um, 
if we can get 100 million companies to do this bit of work either with our help or by themselves with videos like this, um, yeah. you know, identify their core values, identify their purpose, identify their BHAG because a lot of the entrepreneurs that run these companies have got it in their head. They're just yes. very reactive. You know, I've seen it. I've been in business long enough. I've been that person, that reactive, random frustrated angry happy sad emotionally you know all over the place um you know optimist that's delusional yeah, yeah. and trying to take over the world that you know we're here to actually help companies and and so you know that's that's my goal 100 million of those companies it's going to affect a lot of people it's going to make it's going to make a lot of people's life at work fun yeah fantastic mate because you know as it is as we like to filter our people through our core values but the purpose is important because daily and we go to that left-hand side of the screen, my activities, my contribution is X to the whole. You know what I mean? That my, I have a contribution of meaningful effort that leads us to our BHAG. And that's, you know, I might not be here for the full journey, but today I'm contributing. And I, I just want to move through this quickly, but what are our brand promises? What And, and I think just recently, mate, you've been big on the risk management of promise. And really, if you remind ourselves of what it is, this is just, again, an example. Speed of installation, easy to do business with, results in a week. Simple. One thing I'll say about this, and Einstein, uh, to paraphrase, is this is making things simple, not simpler, because we know that business isn't that simple. We're just trying to make it a bit more uh, simple, if that makes sense. Um, the Attached to that is our brand promises. You know, if, if I'm in sales and if I'm in delivery, I know that 10 days or less um, we have to be uh, meeting our measurable results just as an MPS. And you mentioned about this just a moment ago about MPS. I'm really excited. I'm just going to run ahead with this. But in, embedded in this, Kobe, is an employee NPS. You have the external NPS, but you can build in here and an employee NPS so you can bring them together to see how you're tracking. So that's yeah, the... Mate, just to quickly explain that for anyone who doesn't know what NPS is, it's like how likely yeah. are you to tell your friends and family, you got to come and work at this company because it's fantastic, you know, and, and the more people that are trying to work at a company, the better because, you know, as a, as the organization, you got you got you got more people coming to you, you got a better choice. Yeah. Um, instead of having to go out and like drag people in, hey, I need someone to work, you come here. And like, I don't want to work for you. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. um you know that i want to work I, i'm desperate like banging on the door i'll come and work for free in fact i'm going to pay to work for you yeah. um you know that that's the goal like you know you don't want to do that because you want to rip people off but that's the kind of relationship that you want to be you know want to be having that's ha that is starting to happen to us here at best practice people are like banging on the door saying i want to come and i want to be part of what's happening at best practice you know well, i'll pay to work there yeah and 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 great and and something that you know we you and i can talk about is really using that employee nps as well uh, is, is, is an equal measure as a data point, a critical data point. And it's one of the, funny enough, by doing so externally and internally, that's one of the Rockefeller habits. Yep. So just, uh, again, I won't go into too much detail. You can talk about your three to five year plan. You talk about key thrusts and the capabilities that you need. Now that is a, around people, uh, technology. What are the key drivers that will push you forward as a business? never getting away from profit. And that's built into the front end, already knowing that our pricing structure is set up in such a way that it retains a value of X and a profit per X. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that, as you can see here, just to make the point, 
see these little question marks up in the right-hand side? Yep. This actually will give you a full explanation of each section. It is excellent. And now as coach, as a coach, we lead people to this. And I say, this is how we go about things. And please check out this bit of information attached. And I'll tell you, those who actually have embraced it, go and have a go. They have a go themselves in terms of populating, using these as a cue to help them along. It, it, it is, I just want to emphasize, it is so helpful. Hey, um, I'm going to cut you off there for a second, just quickly for the people that are watching. Um, do they do they contact you to get a to get a look at this? Like, do they send you a direct message on LinkedIn and you have a hangout? How do you how do we do this so that they can get in and have a poke around? Just like you and I are, that's the ideal forum for discovery and and the twofold because it's a lovely conversation with you because you you're explaining the journey you've had and the issues you faced, and then these as tools can be something that we can apply because we know where your issues might lie. So I would say that messaging, or you can go to the website Align today and check yourself, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, if I did it in sequence, I'd say buy the book. Yep. Buy the book. 30 bucks. Yep. yep. It, and there's another version coming. Vern Harnish is about to republish uh, or an updated version uh, or yep. edition uh, based on 2020 experiences. I think we could all benefit from that. Um, I would then uh, look at the tools in there and, as I said, we'll make them available via PDF in the uh, Biz website as a guide. Um, they're in the book, of course. You can download them via Scaling Up as the website. Uh, then I would look at this. I would come into a line today and say, well, this is – but we – what I really I'll love a is – link for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, that's great because I would, I would be more than happy to talk with people – about how this would be best applied in context because context is everything when it comes to this. Absolutely. And, and again, it, it's the starting point. Some KPIs are better than none, but what are those KPIs? And capture some and it will start you on the journey of your climb of Everest, okay? Yep. Um, just quickly, the one-year plan, uh, again, it talks about the goals, uh, key initiatives. It, it goes on and then... Further down, and just one thing I want to make a point where it segues across uh, actions, but here, Kobe, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, weaknesses, threats, and trends. These are the things that we need to be practising more of from a risk management perspective, given what we've learned over the last eight or nine months. Maybe these things should be a bit more emphasised uh, for us to prepare ourselves for risk and opportunity management. Um, then we're at the heart of this is this quarterly pulsing, which, sorry, that's my a reminder there. I'll get that out of the screen. Um, Better go to the Murrumbidgee PHNN. That's right. Good. Obviously, I'm, I'm working with them on, the, on coaching them as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Here we've got our quarterly actions. Can I just say this is our pulse. This is our, our uh, quarterly focus where we can do the analysis and reading the data points. You said net promoter score internally and externally. Uh, the, the financial measures that we've set ourselves, the people, the strategy, the execution and cash all comes into this quarterly conversation to say, what's our next push up Everest? Does that make sense? So it's a lovely base camp check-in every quarter to be nimble enough to deal with the circumstances we find found ourselves dealing with in the last eight months. So just I won't go into too much more detail there, but does that give you a feel, Kobe? Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and you know, I want to keep pointing out to people that you know we 
you know, we come from an ISO background and, and we're looking for things to help you guys with, you know, we have an ISO best practice. The certification part of our business has an ISO accreditation to be able to do ISO certification. And so we, you know, it's these systems that we're using in the background that we wanted to show you that you can, you know, and, and educate our team and make sure that our team, when they're doing audits and assessments, that's that part of the business that they're, they are well-versed in looking at these kinds of things so that you, the systems and processes that you build for your organization are focused on the right things. They're not focused. Yes, they give you compliance, but they're focused on the more, the more important things of revenue, um, you know, growth, happy customers. Um, you know, yes, compliance is important, but too often businesses focus on compliance that doesn't give them any of the other value in terms of actually helping them grow and make them profitable. They, it's more of a handicap than it is of actually a, a turbocharger. So we yeah. want to be looking at systems and processes that turbocharge and, and really push thrust your organization uh, to use thrust as a term, not act as a handicap or an overhead cost that, you know, really you hold you back. So we want to be looking at what you can push you forward and gives you the pleasant byproduct of things like certification down the track. So, um, and that's why we love this, you know, love this system so much. Hey, um, yeah. talk me through, um, you know, what was the next thing you wanted to cover? I'll just quickly, in that quarterly uh, focus is the themes, the measurable and critical number. Above all else, this is what we're focused on. But equally, our celebration, we need to be celebrating and the reward that will come with that effort. This, this here as the target on the critical number for the quarter is what everyone is focused on. And now this is the alignment piece. All our collective efforts, and, and we talk about this from a marketing, sales, finance, delivery, customer experience, all looking at that and those numbers. And we're all pushing for those numbers, knowing that there's a big dinner coming at the end of the quarter if we're to, to achieve it. Yeah, but, rewards. Um, we just talk about rewards a lot, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where this is built in because it asks me to think about that. And so who do I ask? I ask my team. What do they want? Okay. Um, again, Kobe, I know we're conscious of time here, but you can see that's one of those tools. Now, as I said, the functional accountability, the process accountability, the cash acceleration strategies and the power of one as a cash accelerator all sit in here. Okay. Uh, yep. Are you wanting to move to the left-hand side for a moment? To look at the yeah, go for your life. I mean, at some point in time, we you know maybe that alignment checklist is that the one we talked about yesterday? It is. Excuse me. That that is front and center, right beneath the the one page strategic plan, um, yeah. is our checklist. Now, as you can see, all these are printable, right? You can actually print yep. them out, yep. so you can actually yep. get a hold of these. But you can see this particular sandbox company of those tasks, eighty percent are complete. So actually give me a yep. KPI against the things when I go through here to see yep. where it is, my, my pieces of work per quarter that I need that I need to work on. And in fact, I've probably found that there may be some alignment issues around um, the expectations or understanding with internally, then I need to be focusing on our employee net promoter score. Well, is that the initiative? Now, if I come over here for a moment, so I'm going to step out of the strategy piece. Go. Yeah, our tools. And come over to the actions because what I populated in here makes its way to this screen, which then outlines the, you see this top line? The number one thing, create a culture of transparency. And I'll open that up. Uh, resulting in an employee net promoter score uh, increase of 10. That's the number one priority. But what I want to show you is if I... You see how that 
has that's one priority, but it is delegated tasks to individuals, myself included. I have to, as a part of that culture building, I need to have 20 one-on-one meetings with employees. Now I can click on that and it'll open that particular task up. What do I need to do? Create the survey, schedule lunch with Don, uh, contact five potential clients. This sits within my accountability. But you can see here as it cascades up and down that for each of those priorities, there's subtasks and delegations with KPIs built on the right-hand side. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what all that hard work on our plotting that course for Everest has been brought out into that one-page strategic plan and has been brought out of that with delegation to to teams. So here's where the magic of alignment happens, mate. This really focuses us on the things that we should be focused on. And then below that, we have our meeting rhythms. You know, we're big on this meeting rhythms. And you said it yesterday, we must commit to these particular meetings of people because we know that talking together will create the action that will help us achieve our objectives. So we've got our daily huddle meetings. And in here, you put in the tasks that are related, the questions, what did you accomplish today? What are you focused on today? What is your top priority? So it's an alignment reminding and, and I think, Kobe, this is where you're very good. You might ask those questions and what you're actually doing is coaching me to say, well, where am I stuck? So you can see down here we've got what are the things that I'm stuck on in achieving those or accomplishing those tasks? What am I focused? But you can remind people and correct people, bring them back in alignment. So weekly huddle, you can set this up as your meeting rhythms and it's delegated tasks. You said this yesterday, the right people doing the right things. But, you know, for you as a business owner, imagine being able to delegate the particular tasks as the priorities here each and every day and then weekly to check in such that you're freed up to be at the front end of the business, having the conversations with people you really want to. And I think the other thing in all these is um, here because what we know about these activities from day to day There are things that either I'm holding up, (laughs) which can happen, right? Am I the bottleneck? And the things that I'm stuck on. But you know what? I can pull out a report of all the stucks across a business to see where there's bottlenecks. If you can see here, you see there's a stuck, stuck by need, need, uh, stucks by user. So we can pull out a report to say, well, well, generate a quick report. I can say, I know where I need to be focused. Here's some of the issues I'm dealing with. So there you go. Jane, Nick, and Tom. These are the things needs help from. Very clear. So um, you can see that I just wanted to, for, for folks to understand, at the top end, the strategy piece is something that's reasonably fixed, well fixed, and something that keeps us focused. But we can move to the left-hand side to drive the cadence of things that need to be happening on an annual, quarterly, or five-year, 10-year basis. So enough of me lecturing. What do you think? I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, tell me something. What is the individual user, like a, you know, you're obviously going to pick this and roll it out to your team. What is it? What does an individual user's look like? What does Nick, you know, Nick can see everything at the moment because Nick's a manager. Um, are you able in this instance to show us what a user's dashboard looks like and what a user looks like? 
Yes. So if we, if you look at this, this this is my uh, this is my built dashboard. I've got a view of the overall objectives of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at my targeted value because if I look mm-hmm. down coming down here, Kobe, I have here's my priorities and overview. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seventy eight percent complete on these. And if we go back, do you remember that cascading uh, activities and initiatives page, which was annual? Here's my individual one. So it's it's stripped out those from the group and put them in for me. I am 17 out of 20 and 85% complete on my 20 one-to-one meetings with employees. In my creating 520 sales qualified leads, I'm 302 of 520 and 58% there. Got to get cracking, got to get moving. I work with Lucy to achieve her career goals. So I'd go to her one-page personal plan go and have a look at that, have a chat with Lucy to see how you're going with those goals that we set out. And we're 75% there. So it breaks it down into my tasks below as well. You can see that. So I can actually break down subtasks, if you like, and build up my own task list into these particular actions. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and basically they're the core functions. So it comes from the uh, annual initiatives over here, brings them across into my da- my dashboard, and then uh, they're all linked to the to the company dashboard. But you see how it's stripped it out, Kobe. It's pulled from the company dashboard the elements that I'm I'm uh, um, responsible for yep. in line with the company priorities. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. Yep. So it's it. It's lovely how it sort of brings about. Um, I can see the bigger picture. I can see Everest, but I'm not losing sight of my next base camp push. Yep, that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think that my dashboard, for instance, is tailored for me. Yep. But it's yep. really stripping out of the company dashboard. Yeah. And look, I think you know the one thing I want to point out when when you know we've implemented over the years, you and I, three or four different types of these kinds of systems. Yes. Um, you know the 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 one big thing this does do is that individual people are in working here. You know, as a user, like Lucy and Jane and Tom, as an example, you don't yep. need that extra resource. You do need a champion, and that's what your coach is there for is to is to help you through this. But but you don't need that coordinator. You know, we used to have Flavia who used to coordinate everybody's plans and all the graphs and all the numbers and the stats and manually make a dashboard. Um, yes. And that is something that um, that this takes away. So you don't require that extra resource. You have people working on their projects. Like you know, we all still have notebooks here at Best Practice, but you have people working. Um, you know, on their key tasks that are part of that key thing that has to happen to drive the company forward. Um, yeah, and you can perfect. you can sit down and have your meeting pulse and this is what you refer back to. So people, you know, there's a little bit of work where people have got to enter what they're doing into this system. Um, but right. at the same time, it does give, you know, accountability and transparency. And it's like, well, why wouldn't people write down the list of things they're contributing to the team to contribute to the greater vision in this yep. system? It is important. Um, I haven't seen another way to do it, you know, and it, and it is work and it is part of the company's, you know, goal to serve customers and keep growing and doing the right thing in our contribution. And so if someone's not motivated to do this, then they're probably not the right person to be on your team to help your organization continue to grow. So if someone yeah. looks at this and goes, oh, it's too much hard work, then you really got to question, well, are they there 
you know, are they part of helping the team achieve its goal? You know, yes, this is one of the ways of going about doing it. Lots of different things to do. Uh, yeah, so back to the book, you know, 30 bucks, you can go and purchase the book on Amazon, eBay, you know, from your local bookstore um, and get started. You don't need us for that. Um, no. you, can, you, you can get those hard copy templates. You can photocopy them, blow them up, write, write on them, um, yeah. you know, expand them. Um, but uh, really getting into this is where the, you know, we are the gym and the personal trainer in one. Um, if you really want to get that accelerated turbocharged performance and those other benefits um, as you go through. Look, um, we've got two minutes left. We're almost out of time. Yeah, um, sorry, Kobe. No, 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 it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah let's talk so, about in here uh, yeah. if people would like to, but reaching out is fine. So um, tell us what's the best way to reach out to the, uh, the, uh, Nick, the infamous Nick Fagan? What's the best way to get to you? I'm not omnipotent, not everywhere, but I tell you where it can be found. You can go via the uh, nextpractice.education website and you can lodge a, an inquiry there or you can find me uh, on LinkedIn and send me a message via LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn seems to be probably the place to go uh, by way of connection and message um, or simply go to the Best Practice Biz website, which will lead to potentially the coaching element in that biz website, which is Next Practice as well. Um, certainly, uh, people could contact you, Kobe, uh, if they'd like. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Comment on this video. Yeah, if you want to reach out to Nick and you've seen this video, you can hit a comment there, uh, particularly if you're watching on YouTube. Um, then uh, then absolutely watching YouTube, we see all of the comments on YouTube in one inbox. Um, we, we monitor them all. But um, if you go to bestpractice.biz, uh, any of those platforms you love, but bestpractice.biz has a live chat there so you can chat and, and, and submit your details. Um, it's, uh, it's super simple. So, look, um, we are out of time. I want to thank you, mate, once again for uh, this amazing insight. So uh, you can get access to those tools uh, by, by grabbing a copy of that book. We want yeah. to make sure everybody knows that and it's really clear. Um, you know, I think it's important that you do get out what you invest. And so the more you invest in this and mo that's money and time, the more you will get out of it. Um, mm -hmm. It's not something that you can sort of get for free. And, you know, you, when you get things for free, you, you, you get, you get out what you invest. If you don't put anything in, you won't get anything out. So, um, so I want to encourage people to understand that principle as well. Um, we get a lot out of it. We've invested a lot in it, um, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of training, and that's why we're getting great results. So that is, it's an important thing to understand in business, in any part of what you guys are doing. Um, is that that make that investment, and it's like investing in your health, investing in your fitness, investing in your career. You put the work into the hours of learning and development and training, you'll get the same out of it. So uh, that that is something to think about. So um, we're here to help you, um, but I'm, it's really important to me to make sure that you guys know how to access these things, uh, you know, as cheap as possible. Um, so you can you can do that, and then if you want the high performance outcomes, then you can come to the high performance team, which is us here at Next Practice. So, but it's really important to me to make sure there's no blockage, so you guys can access it, check it out, and then reach out to us. Keep watching this stuff. We're going to keep giving you this free guidance and advice. Um, I really appreciate everybody's time. Those of you that stuck with us for the whole hour today and two hours, in fact, with uh, with yesterday's session. So um, we are organising uh, very specific. Uh, intimate 10 person sessions. Um, if this is something that you are super interested in for your organization and you really, you want to do one more kind of session um, before you reach out to us, um, send me an email, kobe at bestpractice.biz. 
Um, and that's my that's my personal email address, kobe at bestpractice.biz. Uh, if you want to send me an email and you just want to have a private conversation about how you implement this in your organization, I'm more than happy to get the team here to organize some time for, for us to have a, a one-on-one session here and talk about it. We are having breakfast sessions where we're doing a three-hour session to talk even in more detail as to how to set up and use the workshops, the tools, and the frameworks that some of the soft skills behind it like it's great to have all the tools and fill it all out but we'll show you how to actually make it amazing so um, we're doing lots of those free sessions over the next couple of months so if you want to be included on an invitation on a on an npx next practice experience session uh, we've got those breakfast sessions happening uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, and they're, they're going to be going on an ongoing basis so uh, good morning stan thanks for joining us once again so for those of you, I hope you've, um, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice already, too much talking the last two days. Um, over, So we will be coming back next week. We've got our two live streams, same time next week. We're going to be changing it up and changing the format of the live streams just to freshen it up for everybody. I've got four amazing speakers lined up to come on and join us here at Best Practice TV over the next couple of weeks from all around the world. Um, I've got some great messages from you guys last night on in terms of suggestions for people that you'd like to come on to best practice tv so we've got some more interviews coming the tech is working for us we're getting it working uh we're, we're making the most of this pandemic so if there's information or someone you want us to speak to we're going to try and get hold of Vernon him on uh that's going to be one of our goals we're going to set ourselves over the next couple of weeks see if we can get him on for an interview to talk about the new book that's about to be released uh which is really exciting um, and a bunch of other great people. Uh, we've got Darren Dinkle coming on from D&G over in, in Colorado. Um, he's someone really exciting. We've got um, Dylan Mullen from the Happy Skin Company. He's coming on uh, with some great entrepreneurial stories and great systems and process and people stories from people we've met um, over the next couple of weeks. So Nick Fagan, as always, it has been a pleasure. The very handsome Nick Fagan, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Um, so um, yeah, there's a there's a celebrate bottom celebrate button down the bottom there on your screen. Um, hit that and uh, give Nick a virtual round of applause uh, if you're watching on LinkedIn or a like there on uh, on YouTube. So, uh, any parting words, mate? Oh, look, I just want to again applaud you and the team for the work that you're doing, the reach that you've got, and the help. I think people are really benefiting from that. So, a round of applause to you and the team as well, mate. Honestly, Excellent. it's great. Excellent. It's really lovely. Thanks Thank for the opportunity. You're welcome. And if you're not connected to Nick or if you're not following Nick on LinkedIn, the team are just starting to get going with his uh, LinkedIn profile there. So find Nick Fagan on LinkedIn. I'll tag him in the comments um, after this post so that you can you can find him. But Nick Fagan there on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, so if you don't see us out and about, you're not going to see Nick because he's still in lockdown in Victoria, but um, you'll definitely see him out and about on social media. Soon, um, yeah. soon, soon, soon. Uh, thanks again. There's someone innocent there. Thank you for joining us from Brisbane. Um, so any of you guys watching, let us know where you're watching from. If you're watching this after the recording, I love seeing where people are watching from. Hit that, sub, hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube to get more notifications from Best Practice TV as the videos come on. If you don't see me out and about, you're definitely going to see me right here next time, next week on Best Practice TV or the Kobe Summit audio experience. Thank you.